0: everybody, welcome to the inaugural podcast for the uh, Something Heavy Manufacturing Podcast Network channel. Yeah. Something Heavy. Um, I'm Robert. I'm Chris. And uh, yeah, this is going to be a weekly podcast. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to cover, you know, nerd topics, comics, movies, sci-fi, what have you. Uh, We'll probably delve into like fantasy books at some point. Yeah, maybe. Do you read them? Well, I'm reading the Game of Thrones series. Okay. But I find myself, like, really wanting to read, like, the the, the Dark Elf series. Okay. From, like, uh, uh, R.A. Salvatore. All right. I haven't read any of this. About the
1: Dark Elf, the drow. Okay. I've, I've heard of that before. That's all I know. So you're going to bring all of that to the table
0: if M- that happens. If that happens, I'll probably start reading them, and then, like, with all things, I'll, I'll just touch on it, mm. believe I'm an expert, and then get everything wrong. Okay. So we could do that? Sounds good. I don't know why, but like, I find myself like wanting to read those books and wanting to read like the Warhammer stuff. Mm. Like 40,000 years in the future and everybody's got you know, cybernetics and robots and shit. And it's like, well, who wouldn't want to be a part of that?
1: I, I don't know enough about it. I couldn't tell you. Okay. Never grabbed me.
0: Well, before we get into any, any deep geek, let's, let's start with something that everybody can relate to. Let's start with this year's Oscar nominations. Okay. Okay. So I, I think I should admit up front, I have not seen any... Of the films nominated for Best Picture of the year, no, no. not one. I haven't seen uh, Boyhood or Birdman or anything else. Okay, what I are
1: what what ones are nominated?
0: If I remember correctly, it's uh for Best Picture it's Boyhood, uh-huh. um, Birdman. Okay, that's all I can remember.
1: <laughs> okay, well I've seen Birdman. I haven't seen Boyhood. I've heard, heard a lot of good stuff about it.
0: Okay, but now now going back to Birdman, is it as good as everyone says it is? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's a Fantastic. I, and and it does it does appear that it's all one long take. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, the, the way they did it is, I mean, you can't see the transition. I mean, there are obviously cuts in the movie. Oh, obviously, yeah. But because um, they have CGI and it, it moves to weird spots and people, it like it jumps in time, um, but it does look like it's one continuous shot all the way through.
0: Does it jump back to when Michael Keaton's character actually was Bergman, and then like go back to the present day, and then?
1: No, no, it seems like it's over the course of a couple of days. Um, It's just, you know, he's trying to get this play together that he wrote and directed. He based it off of something. But he wrote, directed, starred in it. Mm. And it's like him trying to get that together, because for him it's sort of this, um, like, you know, uh, him being an actor and wanting to be a serious actor having this um, background playing Birdman in a couple of movies and that's what he got famous for mm-hmm. and he's you know been down and out since uh turning down a third movie, I think it was a third or fourth movie. And so he's like trying to reestablish himself as a serious actor. And it's uh him like dealing with all of that mental stuff and getting all that together.
0: So is he is he crazy in the movie? Is he a crazy
1: person? Um yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, he's, um, it, it, you know, it, it tries to play with this idea of like, well, maybe he's not crazy, but he's totally crazy. okay. And there's actually, there's times where like Birdman comes and talks to him. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be him. Like it's, it's his brain, but Birdman shows up and I was going to point out, I think I pointed out before, is like, I don't think I was actually Michael Keaton in the, in the suit, in the suit, the Birdman suit. Yeah. Um, cause the jaw and. The, the voice doesn't sound the same.
0: So it's probably just a younger actor playing Michael Keaton's character at a younger point when he was Bergman.
1: I think so, yeah. Okay.
0: So I I see there's, like, weird parallels between when Michael Keaton was Batman in the first two Batman movies, Batman and the Batman Returns, and he did yeah. turn down Batman Forever. Right. As I understand it. Yeah. Um, and having seen Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, we now can completely agree that that was the right choice right. to walk away. Yeah. Because while, okay, I can enjoy Batman forever, and Batman and Robin. I can watch them and enjoy them, as long as I don't take them too seriously. Okay. They are terrible. Yeah. They are. They're ridiculous. And I I blame that more on Joel Schumacher than anyone mm-hmm. else. Yeah. Um, But I thought Val Kilmer did okay as Batman. And I thought George Clooney did okay as Batman. I think Clooney was a better Bruce Wayne. Than he was a Batman. Yeah. Well, but that's always kind of been like the... The weird parallel is like to find somebody who could be the you know shitty snobby playboy Bruce Wayne mm-hmm. and then awesome Batman. Yeah. Whereas, and I don't think you have that with like say Iron Man, where Tony Stark is you know for all intents and purposes a piece of shit. Yeah. But so is Iron Man. Yeah, well, he's still he's still he's, Tony he's Stark. just a piece of shit in yeah. just a suit of armor. Yeah. Um, I I do want to see Birdman. Um, more so than that, I definitely want to see Boyhood. Yeah, I think that like a lot of people like being independent filmmakers we kind of grew up watching Richard Linklater stuff like we watched mm-hmm. you know because he's done indie things like you know Boyhood and then of course Slacker which started his career but he's also done you know Studio Fair he's done like Days and Confused which was a studio picture yeah and you know uh, School of Rock mm-hmm. with Jack Black which I enjoyed yeah I thought it was a great, I, movie. I it was a great movie yeah Um, I kind of always hoped they would do like a reunion like 10 years later I think they did no, like, I want them to do a movie. Oh, a movie. Like, a movie. Oh, like, okay. get all the original cast back together, you know, because I hope some of them aren't in prison or dead or hookers or something. Um, they're can't. not. They
1: did, like, a concert or something. Did they really? Yeah. So they're
0: all fine? Yeah. Like, what are the odds that? They're all
1: grown up and they're all fine. They're all okay? Yeah, they just got the band back together for, like, a concert. You I know. Oh, kind
0: of, I'm happy, but I'm kind of bummed out I want to just, like, oh, yeah, well, the kid who was the drummer, yeah, uh, meth head, killed two cops, okay, <laughs> yeah. and he's still on the run. Yeah. Um, the, the, one of the backup singers. Okay prostitute, suicide, mm-hmm. and then the lead guitar player, uh, Whereabouts Unknown. Yeah. Like I, I wanted to see that, but no, they're all yeah, okay. They're all okay. Yeah, I'm they sl- all seem like I'm pretty well adjusted. slightly disappointed and, by that. Yeah. But I would like to see them do like a reunion movie where like they get the kids back together to save, you know, the school of rock that he started. Yeah. It's like them. out of money and I'm like, oh, we gotta get the band back together and like, let's raise money and like, yeah, it'd be great. Well, yeah, I think it was the, probably the last Jack Black movie that was decent. I find Jack Black better in supporting roles. Yeah. Like when he did... Well, like School of Rock, I did enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But like seeing Jack Black in like High Fidelity. Yeah. The scenes that he's in, he steals every single one of them. hmm And I think he's, he's awesome that way. Yeah. So too much Jack Black is a bad thing, but just enough Jack Black makes every movie better. hmm That's just where I could. Yeah, that's I, where agree. I, I agree. Okay. That. That's, exactly, that's exactly how I feel about uh, Will Ferrell. Right, because we, we've discussed this before. You're not the world's biggest Will Ferrell fan. No, I'm not. And I don't understand that. I don't agree with that Small at doses. all.
1: Small doses. Small doses.
0: Okay. I, I just, okay. There are certain movies, there are certain Will Ferrell movies where I, I admit, maybe not so much. But like Anchorman, fantastic. Semi-Pro, fantastic. Well,
1: but I don't think that those movies are fantastic on the basis of Will
0: Ferrell. You think they're just fantastic because of everyone, including Will Ferrell? Yeah,
1: but I don't think it's necessarily because of him. Okay, so like... I mean, but, with like Anchorman, I would say like Paul Rudd and Steve Carell. Yeah. Like, they have the funniest parts of that movie.
0: Okay, what about, um, Keckner, David Keckner? Yeah. Because I I love the fact that they just basically made his character be in love with Ron Burgundy, Mm -hmm. and, like, in a really weird, like, possessive way. Yeah. Not just, like, like, like he kind of has a crush on him, no, he, like, he wants to fuck Ron Burgundy a lot. I, like, okay, I I guess. Personally, I would have gone after Brian Fantana. Mm -hmm. Because I find Paul Rudd to be a delicious man. Yeah. But that's just me.
1: Well speaking of which, uh how do you feel about the um the Ant Man trailer?
0: Um, I like the look of it. Yeah. Uh having good getting into the whole Ant Man saga Going back to the beginning, I'm a big fan of Edgar Wright. Yeah. But I don't think he's put out a movie yet that I didn't enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, the Cornetto trilogy, mm-hmm. um, you know, with Simon Pegg and, and Nick Frost, and then of course Scott Pilgrim and things like that. I really enjoyed it. So when I found out he was going to direct Ant-Man, I thought, well, that was that's perfect choice to direct the movie. Mm-hmm. Much like Joss Whedon with the Avengers, is somebody who understands comic books, knows how to come at it from the right angle, so that people who don't love comic books can still enjoy the movie. Right. Um, and then when he left the project, I was immediately skeptical. And I was afraid that Paul Rudd, because I think Paul Rudd's casting is actually pitch perfect. That's one mm-hmm. thing that Marvel has really done correctly uh, across the board. Ha- with the exception of Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, which we will get into, um, I think they've cast everybody perfectly. I it took them a while with Hulk. And actually, I don't think so. I thought Edward Norton was the perfect Hulk. I thought he was good, but uh, <laughs> Do you know, you Ruffalo grew on me. You think Ruffalo grew on you? Yeah. With just just the Avengers? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I enjoy... I I. I guess it's because I really like that, like, borderline psychotic mess that Edward Norton seems to be in every movie he's in. Mm-hmm. He brought that very well to the whole. Yeah, but I think that,
1: and I think that his uh, dynamic with Tony Stark, the, you know, um, I don't think you would have gotten that with Edward
0: Norton. You think it would have been more standoffish? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll give you that. But, you know, I thought Chris Evans is perfect as Captain America. Okay. Uh, don't start. Uh, Chris Hemsworth is perfect as Thor. Yeah. Um, Sam Jackson's awesome as Nick Fury.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know everyone, I think is great. So when I heard Paul Rudd was going to play Ant-Man, and then I did research on the character because I knew Ant-Man as Hank Pym, you know mm-hmm. the original creator of Ultron and the, one of the original Avengers. And I thought, okay, well they're not going to do it as Hank Pym. They're going to do it as Scott Lang, which was I believe the second or third Ant-Man. So I like, okay, I like what they're doing. This is great. And then when Edgar Wright left, I was afraid Paul Rudd was going to leave, like the whole thing is just going to fall apart. And this is going to be a big shitty mess. But he stayed. Adam McKay came on as one of the co-writers, and they kept Edgar Wright's story that he came up with with Joe Cornish. Joe Cornish, of course, did the amazing Attack the Block, mm-hmm. um, and they just kind of built on that script. So, having watched just the teaser mm-hmm. so far, I'm on board. Um, I really love that he was writing an ant. Yeah, I mean that's just badass. Yeah,
1: he's writing I mean, an and ant. And in I the know battle. a lot of people are complaining about the suit, but I thought the suit was, is one of the best parts. I think that suit is great.
0: I haven't seen the complaints. What
1: are people saying about the suit? I don't know. It's just been there's been a lot of derision I've seen. that People are just like I don't like the suit. The suit looks stupid. I think
0: the suit looks great. I think it looks fantastic. Um, I've seen the uh, storyboard art for the yellow jacket suit mm-hmm. that Carrie Stoll will be wearing as the villain. Um, that looks great too. Yeah. I I I'm excited for Ant-Man. I think it'll be cool. But having having said that, I do have to admit that like I'm excited for everything Marvel puts out. Yeah. I'm, just a, I, I'm a big comic fanboy, and so when I see those kind of trailers, and like they're t- now they're going to make Black Panther, they're going to make Captain Marvel, I'm just giddy. Yeah. I'm just really super excited. And I think I'm, I'll go out on a limb and say I'm more excited to see Age of Ultron than I am to see the new Star Wars movie.
1: I kind of am too. But I think they're going to do a really good job with Star Wars.
0: Oh yeah, I absolutely believe they're going to do a kick-ass job. It's J.J. J. Abrams. I know J.J. J. Abrams catches a lot of this shit.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, not just and not just that it's J.J. J. Abrams, but also that you know it's it's backed by Disney. Um, because Disney seems to be like a driving force, and you know it's when Disney acquired Marvel, mm-hmm. that's when
0: a lot of these really good decisions started being made. And I think one of the best decisions they made was when it came to the Avengers, they brought Joss Whedon on board, gave him a pile of money, and said, "Okay, see ya.
1: Yeah, and it sounds like that's kind of what's going on with. With Star Wars? Also Star Wars. I, I,
0: I kind of hope that's the thing, because if that's the case, Disney's being very smart with their decisions. It's just they bring in, bring in writers and directors who really appreciate material, hand them a blank check, and then get the hell out of the way. Yeah. And then collect their money later on, which is, I think is a brilliant way to do it, you're going to get a lot of really good, yeah, nerd-friendly products. Yeah. We're definitely so far. So far. Yeah. But... You know, it, it, being excited for those movies, being excited for big blockbusters, it's nice to see the Academy Awards going in the other direction and recognizing smaller character-driven pieces. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they they are recognizing, like, a film like Whiplash. Like, I haven't seen Whiplash, but everybody who's seen it says that it is just incredible. Yeah. You've seen Whiplash. I have. And it's, and it's good. Yeah, it's phenomenal. It's, I think that it's, I mean,
1: I haven't seen all of the movies that have are uh, nominated. I haven't seen Boyhood. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what all the movies are, but I've seen quite a few of them. And in my opinion, Whiplash is hands down the best one. I don't think Whiplash is going to get a lot of uh, awards.
0: Why not? Why don't you think?
1: Um, Whiplash seemed to be a little more under the radar.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I actually hadn't even heard of it until the Oscar talk started. And, uh... But you know it has you know it has J.K. Simmons in it.
0: Right.
1: And so I'm gonna watch it. It's it's, it's amazing.
0: It's funny to see J.K. Simmons and he just won the Golden Globe for Whiplash and, mm-hmm. and it's so weird to see him in that because I know him as two things. Yeah. Jay Jonah Jameson from the Spider-Man movies from the original trilogy. Right. And then Vern Schillinger from Oz. Right. And so and more so from Oz because that's what I remember him from. Sure. So every time I see him on screen, I'm um, when is he gonna start raping people? Like when he was in Juno, I'm like, when is he gonna rape Juno? Right. In Spider-Man, when does he rape Peter Parker? And then seeing him Whiplash, like when when does he face rape Miles Teller? Does that happen? No. He doesn't face rape. Not not literally, but I think like psychologically, emotionally. Yeah, it's an emotional rape. Yeah. He's he's chilling at times. But that's the thing is, like, he seemed. Because it's. And I think it's a testament to how good of an actor that guy is. Because mm-hmm. in Juno, it's like, I want that dude to be my dad a little bit. Because he's so calm and understanding. Yeah. And you watch Oz, I'm like, he's a fucking monster. Yeah, I think I was fortunate in the fact that I, I saw, like, pretty much
1: everything that he did before I saw Oz. Okay. Yeah. So I was already really familiar with him, and I, and I liked him as an actor. And then I watched Oz.
0: And so then you were like, holy crap.
1: Yeah, why is, why is J. Jonah Jameson doing all these things? Why does that guy take a shit on his face? Um, I mean, I know he's he's angry and stuff, but I didn't think he was evil.
0: Well, you know, when you're in prison and you're the head of the Aryan Brotherhood in a prison, Mm -hmm. I think, yeah, you've given up on being a decent person. Yeah. Yeah, you just want to do bad stuff all the time. Um, But again, as a testament to how good of an actor he is, I honestly believe him as J. Jonah Jameson. I honestly believe him as, you know, Juno's dad. I I don't remember what his character's name was. but Mr. Juno. Mr. Jr. Um, but to see him get recognized with a Golden Globe mm-hmm. at the very least, which is you know, I mean, it's in my opinion as good as an Oscar. Yeah. Um. It, it's just really good to finally see somebody uh like with his talent mm-hmm. get recognized like that. Yeah. Now the only problem I and I want to see Whiplash. The only problem I have with seeing Whiplash is I have to put up with Miles Teller.
1: And see, he, and I didn't even know who Miles Teller was until I saw it okay. Whiplash. Okay. I know, I don't think I've seen anything he's been in. He he is a douche. In every movie he's in. Well, yeah, I mean he's yeah he's a douche in whiplash too.
0: Like when they're looking for when the character description says smug douche. Yeah. uh, Oh, Miles Teller. Okay. Because he was in, um, that awkward feeling, with Zac Efron. It's a romantic comedy. Yeah. I I watched it from beginning to end. Okay. Um, he's a smug douche in that movie. He was in Divergent. Okay. Okay. He's a smug douche, in that movie. Mm. And he's in every other movie that he's in. He's a smug douche. Well, yeah, okay. Um, if that's the case, then he continued his legacy. And he's so a smug douche in... Yeah, for the most part, yeah. Because he was in um, Divergent with uh, that Shailene Woodley chick. And it, it's... Whatever. Okay. I don't know anything about that. Okay, I watched it because I had to because of the family. But... All I, okay, let me, let me preface this by saying, I have not seen the movie from beginning to end because about 45 minutes into it, every time I watched it, I've fallen asleep.
1: Okay. Now, my understanding of Divergent, it's, like, it's based off of a book series?
0: Yeah, it's much like, it's like The Hunger Games. Like, I remember after The Hunger Games came out, like, when, okay, so, like, you had, like, the whole Twilight craze, Mm -hmm. and it was like, oh, paranormal teen romance, that's the thing now. Right. And then, so, other other writers were like, so I don't want to do that, so I'm going to write a dystopian teen novel. Ooh, that's me." And so, like, that was The Hunger Games, and then, you know, Divergent, the Divergent series. And so, basically, um, what happens is, is... Uh, society collapses for some reason, either a war or a virus or something, and then a new society is built up, but everybody's relegated into these specific sex and, and classes and stuff like that and um, the shady woodly girl her class is um, something okay and then she takes this test Beef. and that yeah, sure. <laughs> exactly. paladin uh, rogue okay. um, and she finds out that she's divergent in that she fits into one of several different class types and you're not supposed to be that way you can only be one thing at a time and so then she chooses to be in um, Dauntless. That's the faction she chooses because they're, like, the protectors or, like, the soldiers. Like, I'm not making any of this up. This all is right. all from the book right. and the movie. Um, she chooses to be in this faction that's, like, the Warriors. And she, she goes to this, their Dauntless training camp, which is in, like, Southside Chicago. Okay. And um, Miles Teller's character is there. And when you meet him and he starts making fun of her immediately, like, oh, smug Douche Guy. That's it. Okay. It's a lot like The Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. It's like Hunger Games-like, in my opinion. All right. I can say that I enjoyed the movie for what it was. I didn't like it as much as the Hunger Games, but so I did enjoy the Hunger Games movies. But I'm watching it, and I'm just thinking, why? Yeah. I, I think it's one of those movies that leaves you with a, huh,
1: feeling. Okay. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't bother with that sort of stuff. Okay, I think
0: you're not missing. The only me.
1: thing I can really say about Miles Teller is that... um I now know that this is wrong, but I assumed when I watched uh, Whiplash, because mm-hmm. I'd never seen i never seen him before, I'd never heard the name.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but you know, the movie is about, you know, uh, drumming.
0: Uh, yeah.
1: And that guy can drum. Right. Like for real. Okay. Um and I actually kind of assumed because this performance is really good mm-hmm. in the sense, and this may sound strange, but it's kind of like it's it's so natural that it almost feels like he's not an actor.
0: Maybe the drummer. He's yeah, kind I, kind of of, a I, I was
1: thinking that they had found some kid that could drum his ass off. And then could kind of act. Yeah, and could kind of act, and then stuck him in this movie. And then it turned out he did really good.
0: Wow, okay. So let me. I, while I do think that Miles Teller is a smug douche, I can admit that the kid can act his ass off. Yeah. He can. Yeah, and. I think that, you know,
1: and I don't, I don't think what I'm saying is actually um, anything against his acting. I oh, think right. he's actually a pro, to his
0: acting. What? That it's it seemed so real. Now, here's, though, what I'm about to tell you will make you not like him. Okay. Okay? He has... He is going to be Reed Richards in the new Fantastic Four movie. Well, that doesn't make any sense. And, there you go. <laughs> Number one, he's way too young. Yeah. He's, like, a good fifteen years too young.
1: Because having he read looks
0: like he's fifteen years old. He does. He looks like he's twenty two in everything he's in. Now, having read the comics, because again I'm a giant comics nerd, mm-hmm. the Fantastic Four didn't come into the powers. Reed Richards was already in his forties when he became Mr.
1: the Doctor Strange.
0: Yeah, the great thing. And was there. He was like a salt and pepper fox. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so this is the cast of oh, the Fantastic Four movie. Um, Miles Teller is Reed Richards. Wrong. That makes no sense. Kate Mara from uh, House of Cards, the redheaded chick. Mm-hmm. Okay. She's Sue Storm. Kind of. Okay. Okay. Michael B. Jordan is her brother, Johnny Storm. Michael B. Jordan is a black dude. He was yeah. in. Which I. I'm not basing my not liking that casting on the fact that he's a black dude, just on the fact that I don't see him as Johnny Storm. Okay, are, are they. I think they're adopted. Okay. And then Jamie Bell, little Billy Elliot, Mm. is Ben Grimm. That makes no sense. None of that casting was done correctly. The reboot is being directed by the guy who made Chronicle, and I loved Chronicle. Yeah. And and Michael B. Jordan was in that as well with the director, Josh Trank, and uh, along with uh, Dane DeHaan, who went on to play Harry Osborn in Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Which... Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't have the strength to deal with that today, too. Um, maybe maybe future. We'll, 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 well, I think we we'll should... We'll touch on th- it at some point. Okay. Um, I, but
1: I like Chronicle a lot. Okay, now, here's my question, then. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, does Fantastic Four fall under um, a Marvel property that the movie rights is owned by another company? Yes. Okay. So, so now that, now everything is coming together. And I
0: think they're leaning more towards the ultimate Fantastic Four, Like the Ultimates universe than they are to the mainstream Earth-616 Marvel.
1: Okay. See, you're the you're the
0: comic book person here. I don't know enough. Okay. So it major uh, major you know principal Marvel timeline is Earth-616. Okay. That is our world. Okay. Okay. Anything offshooting of that is an alternate reality or an alternate timeline. All right. And so the Ultimates takes place somewhere outside of mainstream Marvel continuity. You've had a couple of those Ultimate people litter themselves into... They kind of go back and forth sometimes. The the mainstream time, timeline right. for 6.6, but very few. And so the Ultimate Fantastic Four, <clears throat> I think, is more meaning what they're going to do. And, and I think that, um, as I understand it, the rights to Fantastic Four were about to run out. Who has them? I want to say 20th Century Fox. Okay. Yeah, they have a Fantastic Four and they have X Men, which are the two big Marvel properties that they own. Right. Um, and so I think they felt they, they had to make a Fantastic Four movie, and so they, they just rushed it from beginning to end. And what and I've seen recently, the right? And what I've seen online is that that movie is just a giant ball of nonsense. It's just a complete mess.
1: Which, as we were just saying before, uh, Spider Man, mm-hmm. which is what's happening with that, is well, that they they rushed out the Amazing Spider Man movies in order to keep. The proper property.
0: Right. That's my, that's I, one of the theories, yes. Okay. Um, but of course, this all goes into nerd movie conspiracy theories, so we don't all know what's true, but, and one of the things, speaking of Spider-Man that I heard the other day that I read online, uh, it, there was a story written up by Latino Review, which is a, you know, comic, movie, video game website. Mm-hmm. Um, one of their writers, a guy by the name of Dave Gonzalez, he posted this story about, that was pretty full of, of, rumors and spoilers that if they're true is going to really kind of shake things up quite a bit in the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, but would allow Spider-Man to be shared by Sony and Marvel and allow Spider-Man to appear in, in Avengers Infinity War. At least part one. We don't know. I don't know if he's in the whole thing, but at least part one.
1: Okay. Okay, I think I might have heard a little bit about this. So
0: basically, and if I remember correctly, because I'm, I'm, I'm positive I'll get some of this wrong, but I'm, I know I'm going to get some of it right. Basically what's going to happen is starting off with Captain America's Civil War and mm-hmm. Thor 3. Um, Captain America and Iron Man will fight in okay. Civil War, and then Crossbones will kill Steve Rogers at the end of Civil War. Okay. okay. So he'll be
1: in... And these are all supposed to be movies.
0: Yeah, this is all taking place in the movies. Because okay. if you've read the Marvel Civil War comic books, if you haven't read it, spoiler alert, like I, you're a shithead, um, Captain America dies at the end of Civil War. There I said it. Um, so... To be replaced by... Winter Soldier. Bucky Barnes, Winter right. Soldier, who becomes the new Captain America.
1: Yeah. Another spoiler for Winter Soldier.
0: And if you didn't know <laughs> that Winter Soldier was Bucky... like you're... I, don't, I don't follow
1: Captain America, and I'm not a big comic person, and I knew that the Winter Soldier was Bucky Barnes, so...
0: I, I remember seeing the theater, people were like, Oh, that's Bucky. What are you, what? Yeah, of course, you didn't know? Get Leave the theater! Yeah. Fucking asshole. Yeah. But, um... So... But then eventually Bucky uh, gets killed in the Fear Itself storyline, and he's replaced by Falcon. So Falcon is the current Captain America. All right. So back to the movies. Steve Rogers will die at the end of Civil War. Mm -hmm. At the end of Thor Ragnarok, Thor will be in space prison. Okay. I don't know if that's an Asgardian prison or something like that. I'm assuming so. Mm -hmm. And so by the time Infinity War Part 1 comes out, it'll be a whole new lineup of Avengers. Okay. okay it'll, uh, Hulk supposedly is going to be off planet as well, but Marvel has insisted that they're not going to do World War Hulk and they're not going to do Planet Hulk. Right. So wherever he is, I don't know. But the, the lineup of Avengers should consist of, and there's also uh, this weird theory that's gaining steam that Hawkeye dies in Age of Ultron. Okay. So that his death would be the first one to kick off like the really sad part of Marvel that we're going to head into. So that Hawkeye's dead, Captain America's dead, Thor's in prison, Hulk is gone. And then I prefer it to be uh Black Widow. We'll get we'll get to her. Okay. We'll get to her. Um but that the lineup of the Avengers going into Infinity War Part One, at the very least, will be uh Um Scarlet Witch, Quicksilver Vision, Black Panther, Mm -hmm. um, Captain Marvel, and uh I'm missing somebody. Doctor Strange. Okay. Okay. So that they're, he's dealing with the Eye of Agamotto and whatnot. Yeah. And then so they're in Spider-Man. And that's that's kind of like the big surprise is that Spider-Man will appear as an Avenger right. in uh, Infinity War. Um, I don't know how they're going to bring him in because I don't know how they're going to explain why he wasn't helping out in the Battle of Manhattan in the first Avengers or why he wasn't there during like the Hulk's Rampage in Harlem. In Incredible Hulk. Well, and I had heard something along the lines that they were going to just reboot Spider-Man again anyway. Well, they will. They'll have to, because they'll have to... And it kind it bums, it bums me out to say that Andrew Garfield won't be Spider-Man anymore. Because he's the, he's the best part about those movies. He Well, he... Like we discussed with Bruce Wayne and Batman, mm. he's awesome as both Peter Parker and as Spider-Man. I think he's a better Spider-Man. Really, I thought he was great as Peter Parker, too. I thought Andrew Garfield was perfect. <coughs> see, I, I'd always... You know,
1: I had always understood Peter Parker's character as being, like, this kind of outsider nerd mm-hmm. that nobody liked. He was, like, just super smart. You know, he was he was that, like, stereotype nerd. Right. And I just don't get that with Andrew Garfield with his, you know, with his hair and his stumbly charm and his skateboarding and whatnot. Like, he seems, like, too... Too cool? Yeah, too cool. Um... But as Spider-Man, I mean, he's got, the, like, the, the quips and, you know, the delivery.
0: The wife cracks on that? Yeah. Um, I, I find him a, a damn sight better than Tobey Maguire. But, and, and although I do like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man, I thought him being 35 years old and in high school was really off-putting. Yeah. I didn't yeah. buy it for a second. Yeah, see, and, and I think that with
1: Tobey Maguire, it's the opposite. I think Tobey Maguire was a better Peter Parker. Than Spider-Man. Than Spider-Man. See, I'd actually be happy if they made a movie where Tobey Maguire played Peter Parker and then Andrew Garfield was Spider Man.
0: N- no, I don't that's not gonna happen. So okay with that. I don't want that to happen at all. In no <laughs> way, <laughs> shape, or form do I don't want that to happen. Although like going back
1: to watch the Sam Raimi yeah. Spider Man. They do I don't think they hold up. Really? Yeah. I haven't Especially watched one like the, in the first fears.
0: one. Um the second one was I remember when the second one came out, that was probably up until that point the best superhero movie that had ever been made.
1: hmm It
0: was yeah. good. It was and I don't think it holds up. I think that they fell into the same trap that the first few Batman movies had is where all the villains died yeah they don't like that and you yeah. can't kill off Norman Osborn and you can't kill off Doc Ock you just yeah. You can't Yeah. Throw him, and that's why I think one of the things that the amazing Spider-Man got right was they threw the lizard into prison they threw Kirk Connors into prison right you know and then Electro uh, at the end of Spider-Man 2 as I understand it he just kind of Goes back into into the electricity. Yeah, so he's, he's still, got
1: proofs into the electricity nothingness. Exactly, so. so
0: he's still there. He's not dead. Yeah. But, you know, he's gone for now. He's been defeated. Yeah. And I've seen um, the end with uh, the rhino, with Paul Giamatti in the rhino suit. So, have you not seen the movie? No, all of it, no. Oh, okay, I have. Okay. It's churches. Is it really that bad? It's really bad. I saw some scenes with Electro, and you and I previously discussed this. Why does he have his own, like... Rock opera theme? <laughs> it's like watching yeah. rock of ages, but with, yeah. like, superpowers. Yeah, he's, he's, fighting, like, and he's like? fighting
1: Spider-Man, he's just, there's dubstep, right? That's what they...
0: That music that sounds yeah, like Transformers like, fucking?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like dubstep with this... Opera? It's, well, and it's he's not, like, singing it.
0: No, but, like, the chorus... They're just, like,
1: lines from the movie.
0: Like his own dialogue? Yeah.
1: Sung? No, they're not sung, they're just sort of Are they layered cha- in. Like, chance is like layered in. I don't like that. You know, it's like, it's like you know, uh, you know, his whole thing, his all, his whole reason for hating Spider-Man is that Spider-Man didn't remember his name. So kind of like, like like who Edward Enigma and Yeah, Nigma and, and so like, Yeah, exactly. And so he just kind of feels like, oh, well, Spider-Man lied to me because he, he, when before he became Electro, he was mm-hmm. saved by Spider-Man. Okay. And he told him his name, and he's he's like crazy obsessed with him, and he's like but now being Spider-Man are best friends.
0: Oh. And then
1: so when he shows up, A, looking completely different, because now he's, like, pure electricity. So now he's, like, a blue guy that...
0: He's like a blue electric hobo? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
1: Um, So even at, like, first glance, you wouldn't even be like, oh, this is that same guy that I saved yesterday.
0: Well, of course you would, because like yeah. now, like, like, I'm sorry, but there's electricity coursing through your face. Like, how am I going to recognize you?
1: Yeah. And then, you know, but so he, Spider-Man doesn't recognize him immediately. Okay. So he's like, Spider-Man must die, because he lied to me. And that's like, and then in the music, it's like this, just him speaking, like, that Spider-Man lied to me. Spider-Man's a liar.
0: Like. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's so bad. <laughs> um, I was actually really happy that they cast Jamie Foxx yeah. as Electro. I, I like Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. Did you ever see The Kingdom with Jamie Foxx? I never saw that. They go to Saudi Arabia to investigate a, a bombing. It's him and Jennifer Garner. And I heard about Behan. it. I it, it. Dude, it is fantastic. Oh, check that out, man.
1: Yeah. Uh, I think that in, in uh, Spider-Man 2, aside from Andrew Garfield, I think he's probably the only other actor in there that is trying to be sincere.
0: What about Emma Stone? No. Is she being Emma Stone?
1: She's being Emma Stone, and she's not, she's not given anything to work with. Although
0: it wasn't her fault, it was just they just... Jesus the damsel in distress. Yeah, well it's just it's
1: um you know, it's the trap that I you know Spider Man three fell into. Uh and I think where a lot of these these movies as they go along, is they start trying to throw in too much stuff. Is it's like in this movie you're dealing with Electro, you're dealing with um uh Harry Osborne and his whole thing with his sickness that's gonna kill him, so he wants Spider Man's blood. Spoiler so that yeah. Man, it's not really sweater. but it, so then becomes, you know, the Green Goblin, and then, uh, you know, you're dealing with this the whole love triangle thing, or it's not even a love triangle, but it's like, oh, uh, you know, she might leave.
0: Okay, so and there's just too much shit in there. There's
1: way too much stuff going on. Okay. And so it's just all these little story threads that don't come together to make one cohesive tale.
0: So you think if, maybe if they had cut out one villain. And maybe pared down... Well, because remember, there was supposed to be even more in that movie because they had shot stuff with Mary Jane Watson, with right. Shailene Woodley as Mary Jane Watson, right. and they cut all that out. Right. So it was going to be even more of a mess. Yes, yeah, that would have been... Terrible. Yeah. Okay. Um, and that bugs me because when I was a kid, Spider-Man was my favorite superhero. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the reasons that I liked Super... That his, because it was... He was... He lived most of his life, you know, he was a teenager, mm-hmm. and then he became Spider-Man through the bite of the radioactive spider. Right. So, like, being a fat teenager gave me hope that maybe if something radioactive bites me, nice. I'll have superpowers and be thin. And you, like, wake up with abs. And and yeah, I nerves. wanted to wake up with, like, you know, here you have that definition in your up, upper uh, uh, dorsumus, and uh, I wanted to have that. Right. Like, to wake up with muscles. Yeah. You know, and they're like, oh, shit now I need a suit and some cool stuff and I'm gonna go save people
1: I think that's, that's yeah well no I think that's, that's, that's a big draw it's always been the biggest, biggest draw with Spider-Man
0: especially with him you know being behind a full mask and it could be anybody it could be anybody it I, could be you I think that's also the big draw with like say uh, Batman and Iron Man yeah because like as long as you have the will and, and a, money. a metric fuck ton of money yeah because money is the best superpower yeah, it really is. <laughs> like yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping that we'll find out that Elon Musk has been building a suit of armor, mm-hmm. and one day he's just gonna go in and just wipe out yeah. ISIS. Yeah, and, and I think
1: maybe that's why I always appreciated Bat or uh, Iron Man just a little bit more than Batman yeah. in that regard, because with Batman he still had to become like the perfect physical specimen of man. Yes, of course. And like and all that stuff. Where Tony Stark really doesn't. He just because he has the suit that makes up for you know that gives him his his strength and everything. Yeah, so he things. can be a, a jerk off alcoholic. Yeah, exactly. And then get into the suit and then he, now he's got he doesn't have to worry about all that.
0: Well, <laughs> that, that's a very good point. Mm-hmm. But I don't know part of Batman I think is, is like the idea that it'd be cool to like transform yourself that much and sure. become like the perfect like the peak human condition like yeah. like the utmost up- human. Yeah, condition. I mean
1: that's that's cool and everything. But, then but just, I'm just saying that if given that amount of resources, like mm-hmm. you or I, we'd probably go more the Iron Man route. I don't think I'd be spending a lot of time. <laughs> I'm not, <laughs> dude. I'm not smart
0: enough to build a suit of armor. It would look like shit. Yeah. It'd be literally convert to like <laughs> plate metal. on know, yeah,
1: well, in the movies, I I kind of feel like um, the, his the Jarvis his mm-hmm. computer.
0: I think mostly does mostly does it. You think that if you could like pull Jarvis by, he'd be like this fucking guy. Yeah. And like, he's just, he's like, hey, build me a suit of armor. And I'm like, um, all right. Fuck.
1: Yeah. It kind of seems that way in the movies, at least. They sort of, like, eh, slept left his paint job on it, and, you know. I don't know, because
0: during Iron Man 2, when he was doing the whole uh, Johnny Mnemonic thing mm-hmm. with, like, his holograms, and then he was, like, doing, like, one of and he's flipping things around, and he's like, oh, look, there's a new element. Yeah. And he's like, look what I've done yeah, here. From the model. Yeah, from the model, which. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, look, before we start criticizing super movies, understand that we're criticizing movies where people put on special suits and then fucking fly around and beat the shit out of each other. Like, yeah. okay, huge grains of salt everywhere. Suspension of disbelief. But I think, honestly, I would go more Batman. Like, if I had, if I didn't have a regular job, and I had billions of dollars, Mm -hmm. and my only goal was to wake up around 12 or 1, okay, spend the next three hours just working out, just getting fucking torqued all day long, okay? Then uh, get in a nice protein-heavy meal, mm-hmm. okay? Put on a special battle suit with bat emblems and a cool belt full of gadgets and what have you. Sit down at my mega computer in my cave, which I've converted into a battle arena. Right. Okay, peruse the daily news to find out who I'm going to go beat up. <laughs> get into my tank car and drive at 400 miles an hour down the freeway. To go save people, I think I'd do that. I can live with that.
1: Well, but no, but I, but I think that man, uh, Bruce Wayne, has a little bit more of a burden than Tony Stark does, and I'm and I'm talking only movies here because I don't know enough about the comics. Okay. To say, but it's like Tony Stark is like, yeah, I'm Iron Man, so everybody knows that that's what he's doing. Yeah.
0: That's his job. Whereas Bruce Wayne, Bruce, still keeps Wayne Bruce Wayne still has to like keep this facade. Yeah. Okay. But I think that's that's kind of the fun of it though. It's like the mystique of it. Is, like he gets to like. Maybe it's the whole brooding like poor baby orphan in me, <laughs> or it's like I can't have anybody. I'm alone forever, but I'm Batman, okay. so that kind of makes up for things. Yeah, but that's but
1: you totally can because you're a billionaire. You, t- he, you know, it's it's not and and Tony Stark is you know like yeah, like I got my chick, I got my cool house
0: and all my cool stuff, and I'm Iron Man. Like what? I don't know I kind of I again I like it the other way I like that whole brooding, poor pity me. i want to put on my special Nomex fighting suit and go beat the crap out of people for six like, hours.
1: Like in Iron Man 3 where he's just like gets on TV like yeah whatever this is my address like it didn't work out that great for him, but
0: but you have to admit that was one of the best scenes in the whole movie yeah. and I I obviously you credit that to Shane Black mm-hmm. who is just like enough I've had it yeah. I just decided you died yeah and gives him his address and he's like come pick a fight with me he's Iron Man yeah. So, yeah and I think maybe that's why I'm drawn a little bit more towards Iron Man so you like the whole the idea more of just like downing a shot of whiskey getting on TV and challenging a warlord to a fist fight yeah him yeah. with all his guns and you with your suit of armor let's see who wins yeah okay that so, seems like a better use of my time let's <laughs> 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 you get was, a cave that's it no I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm no google alert rape <laughs> Gotham City let's go I kind of okay. like that better. All right, I just, I just like that. Like I'll hit up my my Yahoo News, and check my scores, and then see you know what happened downtown. And I'm like, All right, I'm off. To All right, go fight.
1: Yeah, and, and and I feel like I feel like Iron Man doesn't feel that like sense of responsibility towards the city or anybody. Right. It's just sort of like yeah, I I guess I could fit that in my day to like help out.
0: Um... Probably should, I guess. Which is something Captain America kind of chewed his ass off about in Avengers Part 1. Yeah. Where he was, he, he like, you're not the guy that will ever make the play for the, you know, lay down his life for the, lay down on the wire for the other guy. And even Tony Stark was like, yeah, probably just cut the wire. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and then he's like, well, without the suit, who are you? And he's like, well, I'm all this awesome stuff. Even without the suit.
0: Yeah, he is, he's he's all these awesome things and that's, that's very true. Mm -hmm. He's still a colossal jackass.
1: Well, yeah. Look, okay, I Bruce, just
0: kind of feel like
1: if given those kinds of resources in an Iron Man suit, I would be too.
0: Okay, well, and I'm just saying that given all those resources and a Batman suit, I'd be Batman. Okay. I think I could easily play up the whole Bruce Wayne, I'm a piece of shit angle, right? Okay. Just to keep people at arm's length, like you don't want to be near me, you're going to get hurt. Right. We can't. We can't have this. Okay. Yeah. But now I'm going to go put on my battle suit and I'm going to go fight.
1: I mean, I'll give, I'll give him respect enough that he has that sort of discipline and, you know, right. like, will. To the point where it's like, he's so badass that the only time that he needs to make, like, a powered suit is like, i got to go fuck up Superman.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because yeah. I'm not going to cheat, but now I kind of have to because it's fucking Superman. I'll, I'm going to yeah. go make an armor suit. Yeah, so I'll give him that
1: respect. Okay. I'm just saying, I identify a little bit more with Iron Man until Tony Stark.
0: And I always felt bad reading comics as a kid because like you see these these incredible physiques and they can fight and do all these things for hours on end. I'm just like stuffing my face full of ramen. Yeah. Like oh that's a good story. That's good art. Mm -hmm. I weigh 600 pounds. Which is why they're such a like popular properties. Well, I, I just think that it's comic books are, you know, we don't have... It, we live in a very cynical, very, like, you know, secular world. Mm-hmm. And I think that comic books and movies and stuff like that have become our mythology. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, and I think it's pro- probably why a lot of kids growing up like professional wrestling. Yeah. Because it's people doing things that people can't do. Right. You're not supposed to be able to, to wrestle and fight a guy for 60 minutes. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to be able to take a, you know, a shot, a, a chair shot to the head, right. get busted open... Right. and then come back and win the heavyweight title. Right. Like, you're not supposed to be able to do that. Yeah. But they did. Yeah, they're kind of like superheroes. You know? like, like, I remember WrestleMania 12, Shawn Michaels was on the top of the arena, and he ziplined his way in, mm-hmm. like, on one of those zipline liney thingies. Mm-hmm. And then I was just like, dude, he's, he is fucking Batman. And I don't mean he's having sex with Batman, I mean he literally is Batman. Right. He just, Did you see what he did? He had mirrors and spangly things all over his uniform, and the lights were all bouncing off of him, and he, like, flew into the arena. It was awesome. And then they wrestled a 60-minute Iron Man match. I couldn't do that. I'm pretty sure about 26 minutes in, but we're done. You win.
1: Yeah.
0: I I proved what I needed to prove.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely.
0: My victory was internal. It was emotional. I don't need it. Mm -hmm. I don't need the belt. Yeah. I would die, is what I'm saying. But I I just always thought about that when I was a kid. Like, my family used to make fun of me for watching professional wrestling. Like, you know it's all fake. I'm like, well, I know I hate you. Well, I mean, yeah, it's it's
1: fake. Like, the storyline's fake. That's all made up and stuff. But, I mean, these guys are... They're athletes. They're athletes, for sure. Number one it's like, like,
0: their cardio is off the chart. Yeah. And they're, they're physically very strong and very mm-hmm. agile. And very Even special. though it's
1: essentially a play, like, I would still die. Like, do trying, like, attempting it.
0: I'll put it this way. If The Undertaker ever, for some reason was mad at me mm. and mark calloway his real name is mark calloway mm-hmm. um he decided that you know what i'm going to give that dude a chokeslam onto a couch mm-hmm. something as soft and pliable as a couch i'm 95 sure my spine would crack in half yeah. and i don't mean at one of the vertebrae i mean down the entire thing yeah all and, like, I, and ch- I don't think there's like really anything you could do about it either no
1: if if the, like it's uh, just like the, if he's if that's what he decides to do, that's what's going to happen. That
0: is obviously what's going to happen. Yeah. And, so, and honestly, if it gets to that point, I'm pretty sure I deserve it. Yeah, probably. No, I, but like, I think growing up, I, you know, I read comics because more than anything, like, I wanted to be in that world. Mm-hmm. Like, I wanted to be in a world where those kinds of things were possible. Yeah. Where it was possible to fly and it was possible to have superhuman strength and resiliency and that, you know what, like, it was okay to be afraid swinging into battle against a giant robot but you were swinging into battle against a giant robot so it was kind of like it doesn't matter you're supposed to be afraid yeah you know what i mean so i just that's why i think to me comic books are especially are today's mythology
1: yeah absolutely
0: and seeing them finally come out in movies and come out in good movies Mm -hmm. is is like the fulfillment of a childhood dream because going back to the very first x-men movie um directed by brian singer and you know, yeah. all, the first time any of us were introduced to, to Hugh Jackman, yeah, um, I remember being just blown away. Yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, dude! It's Wolverine!" Yeah, they're like, "They finally did it. They, they did, did it correctly." Yeah. And it wasn't like it wasn't the story of like some kid got sucked into the comic book world or some genie made this shit happen. It was like, "No, mm-hmm. this is what's really happening." Yeah, people have superhuman powers. Yeah. And seeing, you know, Toad and, and things like that. And, of course, there were issues with the movie that I did not like. Like, I did not like the way they introduced Sabretooth as just some random guy who works for Magneto. No connection to Wolverine whatsoever. Yeah. Even though they tried to retcon it in the uh, horrible X-Men Origins Wolverine movie. Yeah. It's bad. It's bad, but I don't it's, I mean, it's not the worst. It's horrible. It's not the worst comic book movie that's ever been made. But I think, that you know, all the
1: old X-Men movies and X-Men Origins Wolverine, I don't think those hold up either.
0: Um I will say that X2 holds up. Okay. Um because I think that was the best of the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. Um X-Men 1 and X-Men the Last Stand, uh-huh. which actually was on last night. The Last Stand is fucking horrible. Like it is bad from beginning to end and I blame that completely on Brett Ratner.
1: Right.
0: It is just a it's, shitty yeah. shitty movie.
1: Yeah. And I think with the first one it was just more of like they got they got enough stuff right? To, to, you know, it's okay. The yeah. stuff that they
0: got wrong. Um, seeing At the time. Right. Seeing Ray Park, who was Darth Maul. Yeah. And then seeing him as Toad. Yeah, he was like
1: in everything at that time.
0: Who, he still is. Yeah. He's sneak yeah. eyes in the J.I. Joe movies. That's true. Um, the rumor has it that for a while there, he might be too old now. He wanted to play Iron Fist. He wanted to play Danny Rand. Yeah. Which I was like, okay, I can see that. That's cool. Yeah, awesome. Sure. He can kind of act and he knows martial arts. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. Um, but seeing those movies and... um. I kind of felt like vindicated as a kid who watched, who read comics and then saw them as a movie and it was a good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was absolutely a feeling of vindication where it's like, they're not just for kids. It's not just a bunch of, you know, silly drawings stapled together. Right. Like, it's an actual story. Yeah. And I think you got that as the movies got better. I think people more and more understood that. Uh, I did hear, though, my dad did not like Guardians of the Galaxy. He thought it was silly. He's wrong. And it's America. You'd allow to be wrong. Yeah. Um. Like this from the guy who will watch any Star Wars movie. Right. Well, really, Dad? Did you see Attack of the Clones? Yeah. Because I've crapped a better story. Yeah. In Attack of the Clones. That's the that's the worst one. I think so too. A lot of people say Phantom Menace is the worst. No, it's yeah. Attack of the Clones. You know, it, is, shit. They, they it released, is literally
1: shite. When they when they released Phantom Menace, we released it in 3D. Yeah. So I went. Why? I don't know. It's something to do. Okay. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself. I like the Phantom Menace. It's like the pot race is awesome. Okay, the, like, the lightsaber duel at the end. The is lightsaber
0: duel awesome. is the best part. You got duel of the Fates going on, and then you got Qui Gon and Obi Wan fighting Darth Maul with a double bladed lightsaber. Mm-hmm. If you, if some part of you cannot enjoy that, even yep. on a very base cynical level, you're dead inside. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I think that you know, I still, I still have this little feeling of like that. I think everyone had. Going into *Phantom Menace* when it came out, that it was like, I don't really care what's happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just getting more *Star Wars*, and I'm happy about this. Yeah. And so, you know, I still, I still hold on to a little bit of that.
0: I, I think that's it. that's definitely a big part of it. Um, for me, I, I when hearing, I remember when the first trailer got released for *Phantom Menace* on TRL. Hmm. You know, on MTV, and for those of you who don't know, because some of you were very young listening to this. TRL stands for Total Request Live, and it was this stupid, you know, teeny bopper call-in request show where you could call in and request your favorite video, and right. it was a big deal. Well, the very first trailer for Phantom Menace was released on TRL, and it was, I remember I was living in Las Cruces, and I raced home after school, and I watched TRL, I recorded TRL on a video cassette, mm-hmm. okay, this big black contraption full of magnetic tape,
1: yeah.
0: and I recorded Phantom Men- the trailer for Phantom Menace, and I watched it, I swear no less than like, Eight or nine times. Yeah. And I remember getting chills and being like, holy shit, dude, that's new Star Wars. That's like, mm-hmm. that's a new villain. That's new lightsabers. And it's Liam Neeson and he's quite on Jinn. Like, I don't even know what that means. Like, is that a word? Yeah. And those chills, I got the same chills when I watched the trailer for episode seven. Yeah. For um, The Force Awakens. Yeah. I didn't get those chills until the Millennium Falcon showed up. That's when I got the chills. Yeah. It seemed the Millennium Falcon. Swoop down over the sands of Tatooine, do a barrel roll, and then come up. And there's Tie Fighters. Yeah. That's yeah. it's incredible. Again, yeah. I'm just I'm so I'm happy. I'm just there. happy we're getting more Star Wars. I'm just happy we're getting more Star Wars. Yeah. Now, are you more Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm not at all Star Trek. So you don't like anything of Star Trek? No. Nothing. Nothing. Next Generation. No. Deep Space Nine. I cannot stand Star Trek. What? I've ne- I've known you for ten years, and I never knew this. Yeah, I'm.
1: No, no how Trek.
0: is that possible? I don't know how you don't know
1: this. I, I how? don't do Trek. How? What's wrong with you? What? Trek is the best. Trek is boring. You're boring. It's and, and that's that's actually always been my argument about, um, the, the Star Wars prequels, is that the Star Wars prequels are more like Star Trek movies. You're dealing with things like I, you know I I go to Star Wars and I want to see, uh, space battles and lightsabers uh-huh. and blasters and cool shit like that. Yeah. I don't want to hear about your trade Federation. <laughs> I don't care about the Galactic Senate. Any of this stuff. Like, politics, no thanks. Okay. You're in space. Fucking fight something with lasers. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, with Star Trek, it's, it's, it's more, it's that. It's like, eh, like, galactic politics, and, oh, that didn't work out, so, you know, little, little laser, kind of, you get a, a Pink Floyd light show for a second, mm-hmm. and then it's like...
0: So you didn't see the two, the reboot of Star Wars? Star Trek. I, I did. I okay. did, because they're essentially Star, star Wars movies. They
1: do the have, first one. They
0: do have a more action-oriented vibe mm-hmm. to them. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I enjoyed the reboot of Star Trek, uh, star, and also Star Trek Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I really feel like that, that was J.J. That was J. Abrams'
1: testing ground. For Star Wars. For Star Wars. He was like, all right. If I make this. And they're like, well, we want you to make Star Trek. And he's like, all right, fine, but I'm going to make it essentially a Star Wars movie. Yeah. And that was awesome. It was. And then so now he's, I think he's proven himself that he can make an amazing Star Wars movie. Because he already did with Star Trek.
0: Um. I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. Star Trek is not boring. If you go back and you watch Next Generation, and of course you're watching a show that started in nineteen ninety two or ninety one or something like that, the special effects suck hard. But they were at the time mind blowing. Right. Um if you deal if you get to the episode with Q and you know, the board, all that stuff, dude, it is it is riveting television. It is really good. Not at all. Um, I've seen see the thing is I've seen a lot of
1: Star Trek, and actually the majority of what I've seen is Next Generation.
0: And you just because my dad was all
1: about it. My yeah. dad was a trucker, or whatever they call them. So it was well, yeah, truckers, right? It's or, Trekkers, not trekkies.
0: Yeah, you keep yeah. that shit to yourself. It's trucker. Trekkers, yeah. That my dad was that, all about. It. All about it. And I never understood it. Okay. Um. Again, this is America, mm-hmm. and you are allowed to be wrong. Okay. And, and you can be. I think I think that
1: Star Trek has enough rabid fans mm-hmm. that they can live without me.
0: And we will. Okay. But I, okay, <laughs> I, this is one of those things we're going to argue about for, it's like, it's a nerd fight, you just can't yeah. win. Yeah. Um, I liked, a, a lot of people had an issue with Into Darkness. Right. And I will admit that they handled the fact that it's John Harrison, it's Khan, it's John Harrison, it's Khan, you know, the, the controversy there yeah having watched the trailer and knowing being a fan of the of the stuff of the mythology like it's con guys like everybody chill out like they're saying it's john harrison i'm telling you it's con mm-hmm. um so seeing and then of course it's a benedict cumberbatch yeah who has the at one time the most ridiculous name and the most awesome name ever mm-hmm. um seeing him as con and then the way they did the whole you know radiation dying scene, and this time it's Kirk, it's not Spock, and then, right. you know, then you see Zachary Quinto with his, you know, Lloyd Christmas Dumb and Dumber bowl cut, right. yelling con yes. and then chasing him down. I'm like, dude, it's a Vulcan versus a superhuman. That's a good fight. Right. And they beat the shit out of each other. Right. It's good. And I've, and I've, I've heard a lot of um,
1: fans, they're really upset because of the way that Spock was so emotional. And, and and so I'm gonna I'm gonna to, to me as not a Trek fan at all.
0: Yeah.
1: My understanding of it is is that Spock is half human.
0: Yes, that was his half human so emotional side taking over. Yeah. He just watched his best friend die. Yeah. His half human side is gonna be it's, it's it's sad. Yeah. I didn't I didn't have any problems with it. I didn't But know, I don't
1: really have I don't have this you know as many years of rabbit fandom to fall back
0: on either. But you know what's funny is that in I think in 10, 15 years when they do a new Avengers movie. You know, when they get everybody together, and and this time it's a different Captain America, and it's just it's it, it's there'll be things that I see like no, this is not the way it's supposed to be done. It's supposed to be Captain America. This is horseshit. I hate this. Fuck you all. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll have the same reaction that a hardcore Trekker does to that because they're so married to that mythology. Right. You know the way the original series went, and it's it was, you know, it was a uh, Kirk watching Spock die, mm-hmm. and screaming Khan. You know. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But I don't know, me insane, man. Yeah, I don't think I had, I don't think I got that far.
1: I you didn't watch I, Star Trek
0: too? I, I
1: know I've attempted to watch it numerous times, mm. but as it is with every Star Trek movie except for the reboot,
0: I fall asleep mm. every time. Every single one of them. every time. That makes me at one time sad and another time extraordinarily angry. It's 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 like drinking don't. a bottle of Nyquil for me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you're having insomnia, you're like, yeah.
0: "Ah, Star Trek too." Yeah.
1: yeah. I think the go-to would be Star Trek: The Motion Picture. That one. The was, original. Yeah, that one's just like, smack me in the head, <laughs> asleep.
0: See, but that's like classic space opera stuff. You know what I
1: mean? You know, and I've I've actually gotten into um some really. Uh, well, I've been attacked with by other fans of things, mm-hmm. because I, I don't, I don't necessarily, things that I believe don't necessarily line up with the, like, the, the majority. Like, I, I enjoy the Star Wars prequels. Attack of the Clones, kind of, put aside that, it was a tourist movie. Right. But I'll still watch it. Yeah. And I'll get, you know, my Star Wars happiness from it. Yes. Um, you know, not liking Star Trek at all, that's something, of, and I don't, I'm not that big of a fan of, like... High science fiction, really? Yeah.
0: So, like, what? what is your definition of high science fiction? It's it's when
1: you're, I guess you know, because you, you talk about like like high fantasy, is like you you know like the ultimate is, is, is Tolkien, right? Yes. It, where there's this you know, all everything's established down to like they even came up with the language. Yes. You know what I mean? And there's this this history and this lore as if like if an, if an alien race came down. And they came across as for all they could imagine is that actually happened mm-hmm. because there's enough kind of put in. So it's all this like political um, like class war stuff. and i can I can appreciate that in fantasy, but for some reason, I can't get into it when it's put into sci-fi. Okay. Like I said, when I'm, when we're dealing with space, so, okay, space is scary. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to go to space. Right. I definitely want to be lost in space. And the only thing I want to worry about with space is laser beams and like cool ships blasting each other. Like I want. I just want action. I don't want that much
0: political intrigue and stuff like that.
1: I I don't want it to be so cerebral. Okay. For some reason. So
0: like in terms of like instead of Star Trek, you're maybe the last Starfighter. Yeah. Now, having said that, you've seen The Last Starfighter, yeah, yes? Okay. Yeah. Now,
1: that was one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Well, of course,
0: because who didn't want to be selected yeah. to defend the frontier from Zor and the Codan Armada? Yeah. Like, everybody wanted to be The Last Starfighter, mm-hmm. which I re- I think they should reboot that. They should remake The Last Starfighter.
1: Yeah, I think that would be cool. But see, the thing is, is, see right there, I didn't even remember all those names and who was fighting who or whatever. Like, I was just interested in...
0: Spaceships, flying... This, with...
1: this kid got to go up and
0: fly But a Isn't that the around. dream, though, like, of, like, of every gamer? Yeah. is that, like, you're so good at, like, Call of Duty
1: yeah.
0: that, like, the army's like, hey, we need you.
1: Yeah.
0: And so they, they, they kit you out, you know, you look like Soap McTavish with your, your mohawk, and then you've got an M4, and you're like, let's do this, dude is bitches. Yeah, and you're, can beat, it, and you're, you're marching guys down the field, and you're just wrecking people with your M4. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. But, like, maybe, like, if you're so good at, like, say, Destiny, mm-hmm. that, like, some kind of Space Federation is like, hey, you're the guy. And we need you to find the thing.
1: Like, that'd be all right. And that would be like, that's all the information I need. Like,
0: you don't know, <laughs> me, like, who you are. <laughs> I'm on board.
1: Like, what's the point? And who's who we're shooting. Just a giant space fight. Let's do, let's do this. Okay.
0: That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of, like, 80s movies that, like, didn't get the love they deserve, that's, like, Last Starfighter. Mm-hmm. Okay. Big Trouble in Little China. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Because I think Big Trouble in Little China it's beloved, but it's only beloved by people who know it. Right. And then... Buckaroo Banzai Across the 8th Dimension. Yeah. And it bothers yeah. me that That's Buckaroo Bonsai never got its sequel. Well, yeah. And it also bugs me that people don't watch it and be like, this is one of the greatest movies ever made. It truly is. It truly is. Now, the thing is, though, with The Last
1: Starfighter, though, is that there's three movies that I would put together that fulfilled all my space stuff okay. as a kid. And that was The Last Starfighter, Space Camp.
0: <laughs> no!
1: And uh, Flight of the Navigator.
0: Okay. Well, I'm on board a Flight of the Navigator.
1: Flight of the Navigator is my favorite wall. <laughs> I watched the shit out of that movie. Well,
0: yeah, because, like, who doesn't want to find a, a time-travel UFO, dude? Like, who doesn't want that? You know, basically, yeah. that thing is a TARDIS. You know that, right? Oh, yeah. Because it's uh, through space you can and time. go back and forth, yeah. Yeah. But it, it, in that movie, I was like, I was t- like, why are
1: you, why do you even want to go back?
0: Why well, do you just want to venture off Because all
1: you've shown me is that you have this shithead little brother <laughs> that got you in this mess in the first place, and your parents... Like, really, they're just... They're worried about him. Yeah. So, fuck it. I got Now I have a spaceship... I have a TARDIS, essentially. Yes. The only downside to it is it's got Pee Wee Herman's voice. But you can probably change that.
0: I'm sure there's, like, a setting. Yeah. Because, I think,
1: it finds it, right? It's, like, a... It, like, has it uses like radio something like like transformers did like uses radios or something yeah and it
0: finds a voice that it likes and it goes with that yeah so you could change it okay so good let's go the, i like i remember watching flight of the navigator and thinking this is probably how i want my life to go mm-hmm. i want to have some kind of weird accident i stumble upon a ufo and then i just have awesome adventures in my ufo yeah and i'm like i'm like a, a space captain yeah traveling through time having adventures
1: yeah and you basically like you reach into your pocket and you pull out this tiny little alien that is just his purpose is to stand there and dance.
0: What was that thing's name? Do you remember? I don't remember, but I wanted. It had weird so bad. like. <laughs> 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 it was one of the alien
1: friends. Yeah. yeah, totally.
0: Um, I, I wanted the spaceship from Flight of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. Okay, but I also wanted the little robot helper guy from Space Camp. Yeah, yeah. What was his name? Jinx. I don't remember. <laughs> It was like, it, you know what it looked like? It looked like a small technodrome from Ninja Turtles. hmm Yeah. And it just that little thing popped out and was like, hey, friend. I'm like, no, fucking weird alien robot thing. Get away from me. Yeah. But I would have been happy with just,
1: like, the little this little server robot that the, 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 the uh, uh, he hid
0: in. Mm-hmm. Oh, the weird, like, little cart thing yeah. that Sarah Jessica Parker put in? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I would have been happy with that. Because for some reason she's a candy striper for NASA? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't make it that movie. Yeah. It didn't make I mean, a lick of know. sense, man. <laughs> not not one <laughs> second of it made sense. But as a kid, you're like, all right, I'm on board. It makes absolute sense. As a kid, you're like, girl, giant solar UFO in. Mm-hmm. Let's see how this turns out. Yeah. Um, it, it, it
1: it depending on how fast it's going, it goes. It gets more aerodynamic.
0: Yeah, it come it 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 turns to a point so it can go faster through space and time. Yeah. This is my move for when things turn to a point. Even better. It's a, whoa, Soul. And then it's flying across the earth, and it's causing lightning on the mm-hmm. earth. Because it's made out of uh, T-1000s. <laughs> <laughs> stairs. It, it's, it's exactly. Yeah. It's like, oh, where's the door? Yeah. You're like, oh, there's stairs and shit, too? All right. Yeah. And I remember watching him walk up the steps for the first time, and there was nothing holding that piece of metal up on mm-hmm. screen. And I was like, what kind of weird-ass sorcery is this? This yeah. is freaking me out, man. Mm-hmm. I don't like this at all. Yeah, I don't care for this. Uh, of course One it is. best. So, okay, so in terms of, like, space nonsense. Right. That's what we're going to call this. Okay. You have Flight of the Navigator. Yeah. Um, space Camp. Yeah. And The Last Starfighter. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, and then Star Wars. Yeah, well, but, but we're not talking, no, because Star Wars is good. These are just <laughs> silly. <laughs> like,
1: we love that's, them, okay. we, but they're that's, silly. That's, those, are, those are the movies that satisfied my space needs as a, child. As, a, as a child,
0: okay, and like and see for me, movies that satisf- satisfied my space needs were probably like yeah, Last Starfighter, mm-hmm. and then uh, maybe Predator, okay, because it part of it, it did come from space. Okay, yeah, I because I always need something to fight. Right, I don't want to just fly around see, in a UFO. But I think you're talking, I think you're talking a little older,
1: because I was into Predator and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But that was I was a little older than when I was, you know. And it
0: was like the Navigator. Okay. So like when the, see maybe then I spent more time watching like fantasy movies than I did watching space movies. I saw Last Starfighter and I saw him Fight the Navigator and I enjoyed Space Camp. But I, I remember watching like Conan. Yeah. And do you remember Krull? Yeah. The, the Glaive.
1: Yeah, the Glaive. Come
0: who on. didn't want a Glaive and a Cyclops friend who was like, you Hey I wanted him to go with me to school and he's like, Bobby that kid says to my "He did what?" And I flip out my glaive and I yeah. throw it, and it cuts that kid like a sideways chunk of his face off. Mm-hmm. And it comes back to me, and everything's fine because my big psychos friend is like, "He's not suspended. Yeah. You don't need to call the police. It's fine." Yeah.
1: In fact, he made everything better because no one's gonna try that shit again.
0: <laughs> exactly. So I was watching those, and then I was watching like with Conan. Yeah. And Red Sonja. Yeah.
1: No, I was actually I was I was I've always been more into like fantasy genre than sci-fi.
0: Okay, then then yeah, I think we're both on, uh, in agreement with that. Mm-hmm. Because I remember watching the first Conan movie with, with Schwarzenegger and, you know, Sandal Bergman and James mm-hmm. Earl Jones, and when he turns into a snake by pushing his face forward, it really unsettled me. Yeah. It, it is a shockingly, like, simple maneuver. I'm like, Why? oh, I don't like that. It just, mm-hmm. there's something unnatural. Yeah, like, um, uh, what was it, Beastmaster? Yeah, oh, Beastmaster, that was a good one. When they had the, the
1: creatures that were, like, they basically had, like, wing kind of thing. Oh, and they are like, like the cellophane grab, monsters? Yeah, and yeah. they grab people and then like suck all their moisture out or something.
0: Well, yeah, they're feeding on their life juices, and we yeah. think that they're bad, but they're actually trying to help Beastmaster. Yeah. Yeah, they were good guys.
1: They were. They
0: just... I just don't, like, maybe, I think the reason that movie resonates with me, and this is not indicative of my personal preferences or anything like that, is that I always question why in, like, certain fantasy aspects and certain post-apocalyptic aspects, why do people dress like they're on their way to an S&M party? A good question. Like you saw the dad from Good Times mm-hmm. and he's wearing black leather with buckles and just like that loin section, mm-hmm. like that groin cover. Mm-hmm. Like that is the most ineffective piece of suit of armor I've ever seen. Right. Like every part of you that's keeping you alive is exposed. Right. Why and then why why? Like I don't understand. And then if you watch Mad Max, especially Mad Max 2 and then when he was beyond Thunderdome, mm-hmm. um everybody's dressed like they're on their way to a torture porn movie. Right. And I don't get it. Well, I think with Mad Max is that
1: the majority of them were on their way to something along those lines. So do you think they
0: were on their way to, like, it was just a day full of, like, murder and rape? Yeah. That's and true. then Mad Max was like, nah, not so fast. Well, and he wasn't even like, nah, not so fast. It was just
1: sort of like, leave me alone. Oh, you didn't leave me alone. Now we're, now we have a problem. Now we're gonna fight.
0: Yeah. Um, I have a very deep-rooted fear that that's where the world is headed, that it's going to be a mixture of, like, the road, where people are eating each other, right. and then Mad Max, where people are driving around in, like, supercharged tanker trucks that are firing, you know, metallic dildos at people, mm-hmm. and then, like, I'm just going to be some dude I had to cut off his fingers to escape, like, you know, a slave camp, yeah. and then, like, people are like, oh, and this guy with no finger, he finded us, and he's taking us back to the long, long ago. And then I'm like, oh, my God. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be the the desert road warrior messiah. I don't want to be that guy. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna say that if, if things come down to it, mm-hmm. you're probably not gonna be that guy. <laughs> I, I could be the desert road warrior messiah. I could be. Okay. I don't want to be. That's right. the difference. I can. It's plausible. It's plausible. Okay. okay. I think I have the wherewithal. I think my poop is in enough of a group that if society collapses in on itself and it becomes this, you know, post apocalyptic. Mad Max, Road Warrior, Wasteland—I could probably be the guy that finded you and lead you to the Long, Long Ago. Okay. Okay. With all those See, kids if... who are living in a in a crashed airliner for some reason that they turned into apartments. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I, I think just for me, I, I I take the I think a little more realistic stance. Okay. That like the second. That I'm in a position where I need antibiotics, so I'm fucked. <laughs> like, <laughs> Why? It's just because they're probably they're not going to be any.
0: Well, you don't I'm know. I'm not going to have any. You don't know that. And I'm dead. Why don't you have more faith in your post-apocalyptic survival abilities? I mean, I think I could survive for a while. Yeah, you'd be around for a good long while. Yeah. I'm talking years. But I don't think I would be doing anything of any importance. Oh, you wouldn't be the guy? <laughs> no. You don't want to be the guy? No. 'Cause I know all of us think that we're gonna be like Rick Grimes or Daryl Dixon when the shit hits a fan. Yeah. That we're gonna like we're gonna lead people to salvation and stuff like that. Odds are yes, most of us are gonna die horribly. It, see, I
1: don't I don't believe that. I don't believe I'm gonna lead anybody anywhere. I do believe that I'll I'd be able to hold my own.
0: Mm-hmm. you don't wanna be a leader? No. You just wanna be the can I, can I quietly sneak along? Yeah. See, I don't think Daryl Dixon is a leader. I think Daryl Dixon can be. He could be. I think he he absolutely. To, see, that would be me. I could do it. You don't want to, no. but when the when it come, when the chips are down, we can count on you. I guess. Okay. If I'm available. <laughs> what would you be doing? Like that what would you be thing thing doing you know, that, that you're best, v- if that's the, if <laughs> that's the best use of my time? Yeah. What? Okay. If the world has ended, mm-hmm. what yeah. else are you gonna be doing that you're too busy to help people like survive? Well, okay. What are you gonna? No, well, I want I want an answer. What are you going That's be, what I do.
1: I mean, that's what I'd be doing all the time, right? I'd be like gathering things, right? Food, so the food supplies, supplies you know, like things. chopping wood
0: Okay. And stuff. And <laughs> <telling> some people like, <laughs> they were like, they're like my sister's been shot, we have no food, we have no water. Yeah, that sucks. And you just kind of like, go along on your cart. She's been shot? Yeah. <laughs> she's going to need some antibiotics at some point. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have any. That's not we like, went that. by the pharmacy. That's your answer to everything. They've yeah. already cleared it out. <laughs> so, like, she got chewed by a bear. Yep, she's going to need some antibiotics for that. You no don't need to sew the wound or cauterize anything. Antibiotics will fix that right up.
1: No, 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 no. What I'm saying is is that even if we sew it right up and help her out, yeah. she's still going to need some antibiotics at some point, and I don't have any. Well, is it one of the cases where you do have some and you're just not going to share them?
0: I mean, it depends on how much I have, sure. Okay, so let's say that you know, society collapses in on itself, mm. and you've managed to survive five years mm. in. Okay. It's, it's grim. It's a hard life. But it's, you know, there's still sunlight and, you know, we're not in nuclear winter or anything like that. Okay. You come up across a small family. Mm-hmm. Mom, and dad, maybe a couple kids. Their youngest is sick. Okay. You're not sure what's wrong with her, but she's got something wrong with her. And you believe antibiotics can help. Let's say that you have a big plastic bin of antibiotics. Nothing no, by no antibiotics. She's She's six. So she was one when the shit hit the fan. She managed to survive five years in this horrible life. Yeah, i help her out. you help her out? Yeah. Okay. What if you only... Had... Because the thing is is that she'd be useful. Okay. But now understand. You saved that kid's life. That family's now indebted to you, so they want no. to stick around and help. No. And like, uh, yeah. But see, that's just it. You're just a natural leader. I'm not, I'm not interested. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. I'm on, I'm on my way. What do you think? You're not a six string samurai, dude. You're not the man with no name. You're just Yeah, no, I'm
1: Johnny Accelseed. I'm just I'm moving around along. So you wouldn't even stay <laughs> <really laughs> <had about> in <it. laughs> the <Yeah>. needy. <laughs> to and fro all the live long day?
0: <laughs> yeah. With a pot uh, on my head. Okay, wow, you've just you've gone crazy. Um and see, I like to think and granted I understand that if something like this were to happen I would probably die along with everyone else.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'd like to think that I could survive. I could thrive. And then maybe I could lead. You know? I'd like to think that I'd have my 45 caliber handgun, Mm -hmm. my samurai katana, Mm -hmm. and then my shotgun. Right. Right? And I'm riding my horse across the barren wasteland. Mm -hmm. And I've got people with me.
1: Okay.
0: Because they believe that in... Not not that I can take them to a better place, but they just believe in me. Yeah, and see, the thing is is that
1: I think that your scenario that you, you gave to me wouldn't happen. Because I wouldn't be that. Mm-hmm. Right, I'd be more interested in, like, finding my place
0: mm-hmm.
1: and building my place. So like, like, you would pass by my shit. I'd be like, <sighs> from the other side of the fence.
0: Well, I mean, I want to eventually get to a place, and I think that, you know, you find a, a decent neighborhood that somehow, you know, survives enough of the calamity that you could, like, build. Mm-hmm. And then block by block, house by house, you take it over, <clears throat> and you rebuild. Mm-hmm. And you just grow out from there. Obviously you can't have a big sprawling city because there's not enough resources to keep everything in place and the social contract of like not eating each other's faces is gone. Mm-hmm. But I think that, you know, as long as we're not all mad maxing and being humongous and, and stuff like that, yeah. I think we'd be fine.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. You see what I'm saying?
1: I see what you're saying. I, I just, I'd probably take the more longer route.
0: But that's your answer to everything.
1: In that, I'd like in the mountains find like a, a cabin. Yes. All by its lonesome.
0: hmm
1: Where I could grow some things.
0: Okay.
1: And just, you know, live my, what's probably going to
0: be a short life. At that point, yeah, I would assume so, because yeah. there's nothing to, yeah. yeah, okay. I don't agree. I think you'd inadvertently find yourself being a leader. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a lot of guys who didn't want to be leaders, and it worked out pretty well.
1: I'm not saying that it wouldn't.
0: Like uh Jack Burton?
1: I'm not saying that it wouldn't. I'm just saying, like, m- what my what what my instinct to do would be.
0: Would Your own... Should. I need it for myself. (laughs) So, like, going back to the superhero thing, so if you were a superhero, you wouldn't want to be an Avenger?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, I would.
0: But you don't want to be Captain America and lead the Avengers? No. You wouldn't want to be, like, so you'd want to be more, like, say, Daredevil? Like, when they need you, you jump in. Most of the time, you're just swinging around Hell's Kitchen make sure everything's okay?
1: Well, I probably wouldn't even be doing that. Again, going back to, like, Tony Stark, like Iron Man, Mm -hmm. you would just be like, yeah, I'm free today.
0: Yeah, I'll go fight the Mandarin today, but tomorrow is just out of the question. Yeah, I have meetings so all day. Yeah, I'm gonna watch Jarvis build my new suit. <laughs> you would be the worst superhero ever. In the... <laughs> I would. You I really never, would. I never said that I'd be good at it. But like, you just you don't um, you don't I guess feel this like responsibility within you that like I I I have these powers, I have these resources, I need to do something good with them.
1: Mm-mm. Especially in an Avengers situation, because there's a whole lot of other guys. that <laughs> You know, similar shit
0: going yeah, but, on. But, okay, but you've got, like, really essential Avengers, like you've got Thor and Hulk, Captain America, mm-hmm. Spider-Man, Wolverine, things like that, guys who can get shit done. And
1: well, then, but see, that's, that's what I'm talking about, is that it's like, and that's why I've never been a fan of Captain America, because he's boring. He's because not boring. He knows exactly what he's going to
0: do. Right, he's going to do the right thing every yeah. time. That's not always so, the best, that's always, not always the right choice.
1: I know Captain America's going to deal with it. You know?
0: So that's your answer, is that Captain America will deal with yeah, it. He will deal with it. I don't like that If it's
1: bad, help me with
0: it. He's got it covered.
1: Yeah, he's got it covered.
0: <laughs> okay, I, I have an issue with you calling. He
1: help, I mean.
0: I have an issue with you calling Captain America boring. He's boring. like okay. Superman. Superman is is absolutely boring I because
1: it's Captain America to me is Marvel Superman.
0: I can see the 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 parallels, but where I have an issue is that okay, Captain America can get hurt. Captain America can be killed. So, Superman. Superman can be killed. He he died. That wasn't Superman.
1: Okay.
0: That was like a life model decoy. <laughs> okay. Which is how they were like, no, the see the real Superman was at the bottom of the ocean recuperating from a previous battle.
1: Mm.
0: That's how they explained it. Okay. Which is the laziest, shittiest way to explain I the didn't death of Superman. You're <laughs> he <was> like, <laughs> hey, dead, I'm good. Yeah. Superman to me has always been the worst superhero because I think that when there's nothing at risk mm-hmm. in any conflict, um, like who gives a shit?
1: Yeah, that's why they got
0: to keep sending him to space and shit. Like, when when you have Superman fighting Martian Manhunter, and Martian Manhunter can kick the shit out of Superman, Mm -hmm. he's as strong, if not stronger.
1: Right.
0: Like, that, to me, um, that's what makes that story interesting, is that, oh, look, somebody that Superman can lose to. Mm. someone that can beat Superman. Most of the time, 99% of the time, Superman is just extremely overpowered, Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, you know, truth, justice, the American way, all that stuff. Like it's, it, Superman to me is absolutely boring mm-hmm. because not only will he always do the right thing, like, he's going to have no problem doing the right thing. There's no one to stand in his way. If Superman wanted to, he could conquer the earth yeah. in like three days. Like the justice League would stand up and fight and like, you know, all the DC superheroes, but honestly, like Superman could probably kill all of them. Sure. Like, there's always been an argument of who would win in a fight, Batman or Superman. Superman. Yes. Batman yeah. would have his tricks. And yes, Batman would have his little like, ideas of what he could do. But as a Batman fanatic, mm-hmm. I will admit, Superman would punch him into another dimension of existence right. in less than that's 30 that, seconds.
1: because that's, that's the thing, is that the only reason <sighs> that people who say Batman would win even have like any real, like, real reasoning behind it is because the reasoning is
0: Superman would never do that. Because Superman's like a good person. Exactly, and that's what gives Batman the edge.
1: Like, he, would, he, he wouldn't he would do that to a, a legit bad guy. So there's no, He certainly wouldn't do it to Batman.
0: Who's his friend.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, don't, I, think, I think Batman will win. And,
1: and I kind of feel like Captain America is along those lines.
0: But I don't agree with that because I think Captain America, while yes, he will always do the right thing, and while yes, he always will make the right choice, there's still something at risk. He, he can die. He can be hurt. He can be defeated. He's been defeated hundreds of times. Okay. You know? Whereas Superman can do the right thing and then not have to worry about it. Because who's going to stop Superman from doing the right thing every single time he does it? The answer is no one. Yeah. How are you going to stop Superman? can't.
1: Yeah.
0: Exactly. Can you stop Captain America? Sure. Exactly. So I think that right there I've proven you wrong.
1: Okay. I'm just saying that they're, 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 they're you know... They correlate to each other. Yes, they're in, parallels in, 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 in the universe. That's all I'm saying.
0: Well, who... Okay, so you have Captain America, Superman. Mm-hmm. You have... Who's the parallel for Wonder Woman in Marvel? You
1: can I don't
0: know. Okay, well, then who's the parallel for Batman in Marvel? I think that there's probably a few that could be You think so? I, w- I would think Wolverine. Yeah, Wolverine. That's, like, not a good person always trying to do the right thing. hmm I think that's basically why people like Batman so much, too. Mm-hmm. And Wolverine. And, Wolverine, and Iron Man. Mm-hmm. Is that they're not good people. If when you take off math, they're still fucking assholes. Yeah. Wolverine's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm sad he's dead. <laughs> he's yeah. gonna come back to life. Yeah. But I'm just, I'm sad he's dead. I, wa- yeah. I read him die. <laughs> okay. I was sad.
1: Again, there's, there's no stakes. Because you know he's gonna be back. Um. And, if, and, and that's what Captain America do. Well, even yeah. Though he's we, defeated. He'll come back. He'll come back.
0: Well, the, I think that's that's kind of important, but but that, that could be said for anybody in, in the comic book. I think it can be said for anybody in movies too. It's like if you watch, like, say, the Rocky movies. Like, yeah, like the only I think the reason Rocky one resonated so much with people is because he lost. Mm-hmm. He didn't win the title. He went the distance, so his victory was personal. Yeah, but he didn't win the title. He didn't beat Apollo Creed. No. That's a big misconception that like, actually, a lot of kids that are younger, they're like, "Rocky wins," and all of them. Like, Did you watch the first one? You fucking retard. No, he doesn't. Yeah, well, yeah. He doesn't win in the last one either. You...
1: I... Rocky Rocky won all of them, you know. Uh, Jason Voorhees was in every, was the, you know, antagonist in all of them. In the all of them, yeah. yeah. That's it's...
0: I had a conversation with a younger person not too long ago, and I asked them if they had ever seen Evil Dead. Mm. And they said they had never even heard of that movie. Yeah. I wanted to kick them as hard as possible. They hadn't even heard of the, like, the, the remake? They didn't pay attention to it. Oh, okay. I just, I guess I'm getting to that point in my life that my age where it's just, like, I listen to music and I'm like, this is fucking noise. Like, what is this? Yeah, we're getting, we're getting to that We're point. getting to that, the, that, that grumpy that, old that, man that, thing.
1: <laughs> that thing that we said would never happen.
0: Yeah, the, we'll, we'll always stay
1: current yeah, we'll and appreciate things. Be no, I'll be honest, like, thing. there's, no,
0: like, there's modern music that I can appreciate. Like, I, I... And I know who Nicki Minaj is. I know who Iggy Azalea is. I know mm-hmm. who, you know, I unfortunately know who One Direction is by virtue of having daughters. Like, I know who that is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I listen to some of their music, and I'm like, this, this is what they would play. Like, if there was a war between nerds and everyone else, mm-hmm. and they put us in some kind of nerd Guantanamo, mm-hmm. okay, to torture us, they would play One Direction. Right. They would play Justin Bieber. Like if, we were, if we were like holed up in, you know. Uh, like we
1: had. They, they were sieging us. Yes. Like they would play that to, to drive us out.
0: Yes. Now, okay, here's. So, like, let's say they were like, okay, I bet you they really hate pop music. And it's a lot of pop music I don't like. Mm-hmm. Like, if they were to play the Clash or, say, you know, the Jam or the Specials, mm-hmm. I'd be like, okay, this is our rallying cry. Everybody armor up because we're going to go fight. Mm-hmm. They started playing like that, like, say, Justin Bieber. Mm-hmm. Or Nicki Minaj, or One Direction, or any of those. Yeah, we would probably be in torture because like this fucking sucks. Yeah. However, if they start playing ABBA, mm-hmm. and if they play Waterloo, mm-hmm. I'm gonna go out there single-handedly with no armor and just a sword and kill everybody. Okay. That is my song of battle. Okay. Like I want to ride into on top of a tank into a fight with that song blasting. Either that or holler back, girl. Okay. And just and just I want to know I want to be inside a shopping cart. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want you to with just a sword, mm-hmm. okay? And I want you to be pushing me while we're blasting Waterloo, mm-hmm. and I want the other army to be like, "Oh shit," okay? Like it is on. All
1: right, I I, I kind of feel like you're gonna need to give me a couple
0: days' notice. You know, it's gonna be why why? If I have better going on that day, <laughs> you're so useless. <laughs> and it comes to conflict, I yes. can't count on you for anything.
1: In these yeah, in these fanciful. In, situations. In the, like,
0: yeah. Okay. So in these just in these fantasies, you just lie to me and say that you'll be available that day. I prob- yeah, probably. probably. It'll, probably it'll honestly probably be a Tuesday. What are you going on on a Tuesday? Probably not much. Exactly. We'll, so just, you know, we'll gi- give, give me the six minutes. We'll see. I can't push
1: me into battle. I can't. T- I can't tell the future. Like, I can, why can't I count on you to push me in a shopping cart into I'm into just a, saying. A, give me a four days to you
0: know. I'll do my best to let you know when I'm going to go fight to the death somebody with a sword. Okay. Just have a shopping cart handy at all times. Okay. can we agree on it yeah
1: okay alright fine can you bring it over like uh, <laughs> I'll hold onto it
0: you're driving me insane yeah how long have we been going it, here it seem too long yeah I think you know we we touched on a lot of comic books today hey we did a lot of comic books I think we'll wrap this one up as just a yeah let's mm-hmm. wrap
1: it up and uh, I guess maybe next time we'll get the, the Oscars and
0: well, okay, well we should do Oscars mm-hmm. I definitely want to talk about horror movies Okay. Because I think that horror is in a seriously bad state. Yeah. It's like, it, and it's to the point where things are just not good. Okay. And I don't see how they're going to recover from it. All right. Yeah. Okay. We'll talk so, about that. Okay. On the next time. All right. So we'll wrap up this one. Thanks, everybody, for paying attention. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like us. Yeah. Whatever. Like. Follow, a, subscribe, whatever. It could be, a, you know, depends on if you're
1: listening to it or you're watching it or whatever. YouTube or iTunes I whatever. About
0: iTunes um subscribe share, share with your friends subscribe and share, share yeah that's if what we you do. like it um and then uh, we'll see you guys next time we'll talk about horror movies and we'll yell more cool all right bye everybody bye bye